I know. It's been a week. I know. Got to oh, start hanging man. out more again. I know, man. <laughs> no. You know what well, happens we when we hang out. We got six weeks to recover. It's six weeks to recover. <laughs> I'm hurting today from just oh, being man. with myself last night. <laughs> oh, man. It's freaking, uh, it's freaking, dude, can you believe it's like 62 degrees today? I know. It's warm. It's nice. It's warm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so today we talk about a very special band. Um, I hate them. I just hate them. So this is episode yeah. 154, <laughs> and we're talking about the band with fish bones. Okay. Well, anytime, anytime we delve into the ska stuff, that's when you start to bitch and moan. All right, but we had to do a show on Fishbone. They're they're way too big and important not to. Uh, People love them. I, 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 there was a there was a period of time I I was seeing them a lot. Uh, I probably seen them about six or seven times. You know, even at C even at CBGBs, which was the place to see them because they were just crazy. (laughs) You know, um. Right away, I just want to give a shout out to uh, my friend Hollis Curtis, my Rastafari brother. Uh, big, big Fishbone fan. So this show goes out to him. We've talked uh, a lot of, over the, over the last few years about how you know we were at Fishbone shows and how crazy it was. Uh, you know, people would be slamming like it was you know a punk rock show. Man, you couldn't get out of it out of the pit. <laughs> People loved them, man. Sometimes there were people that played. When I used to um, work at Cheap Shot, people would play this shit on the jukebox. I was like, "Holy crap! What is this noise?" Yeah, yeah, not your thing, like, but but it. I, I I like a lot of it. Uh, they they went through a lot of different lineups. Um, you know what? Friends, classic lineup is honestly the best. What? They're not the little signs of this band. Yeah, another Los Angeles band, and uh, I, I think uh, there's a connection. Uh, with, you know, the last show we did with Love, uh, I think one they at one point they they had the same producer many years later as Love. Wow. Might I think so? 
not positive, but they were both LA bands, basically from you know South Central. Okay, and you know, I mean, they're very. I I think Fishbone is is one of the more unique bands that came along. There was a there was a period in the late '80s where you had bands like Fishbone, Living Color, Twenty Four Seven Spies. Okay, uh, there's a couple of others. Um, you know, black bands that were doing this like punk rock metal funk thing with ska thrown in okay uh you know fishbone did the ska thing the most but i just i i thought it was i thought it was a great you know it was a, it was a subgenre of kind of punk and it was cool i mean the the crowds were always great it was always just a lot of fun you know chicks were hot you know it was all good yeah but they probably they had to listen to fishbone <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got I got a I got a hostile partner today. Let me stop crapping on them before people start hating. <laughs> Let's talk about this wonderful established band from Los Angeles with more band changes than a than a woman can change her pad. Yes, that's called fishbone. That's called fishbone. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the original lineup here. Just so you know, because they were a six-piece when they started in 1979. Uh, Angelo Moore, vocals and sax. And he also played something called the Theremin on some of their songs. Um, Philip Fish Fisher was on drums. John Norwood Fisher, his brother, on bass. Kendall James on guitar. Dirty Water, I'm sorry, Dirty Walter A. Kibbe II vocals and trumpet and christopher dowd keyboard trombone and vocals now they started in la in 79 and the idea was to play a mix of um ska punk funk metal reggae and soul but they're one of the most eclectic bands i would say ever um their records they state that you could tell it's fishbone but sometimes they emphasize more on the ska. Sometimes they emphasize more on the metal, punk, you know, things like that. Soul, a lot of the records are very uh, R&B-ish in some ways. Uh, so they're really kind of all over. Now, they have this huge cult following, like you you know, okay? Yeah. But and they you never... Know weird? There's another group from um, Central, Central Los Angeles. South Central, yeah. South yeah. Central. What's, what's, what's South Central, man? How many people have... You want to look how many people South Central has produced, and they all—I guess—the only way to get out of that shithole is to be a musician. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, a lot of rock bands came out of there. NWA, okay. NWA yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's that's—it's like anywhere else, you know. That's you just try to use your talent to to get out of your situation, you know. You think you think Arthur Lee used to beat these guys up? <laughs> he was probably he was probably that he was probably their uncle. He was probably their uncle, you know, bringing them weed or whatever. You know, it's all good. <laughs> but seriously, now they 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 got together in '79, and they were always considered like an oddball group of friends, uh, kind of goofy. Um, 
they the Fisher brothers, uh, Jones, Dowd, and Kibby were all from South Central. Um, and they were part when they were in school, they were bussed into the San Fernando Valley, okay, where they met Angelo Moore, who lived there. Okay. So at first they went by the name of Megatron when they put this band together. They weren't called Megatron. Megatron. And they had a guy named Titus Norris on lead vocals, but he wouldn't last. And the six piece would soon change their name to Fishbone. And they got this very unique style, you know, mixing all these genres, like I said. And they quickly became popular on the LA club scene. Okay. In the in the still uh the you know the, the early stages of, of hardcore and the last stages of punk in in LA. They would they would fit right in with that. Their first gig as Fishbone was at a place called Madame Wong's in the Los Angeles Chinatown area. Okay. Uh this place is is very popular in the punk rock scene in LA. A lot of bands came out of there. Red Hot Chili Peppers used to play there when they were starting out. Uh Another band that was around the same time was called Thelonious Monster. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and they used to play. I remember see I think I saw them once. And then uh Psycom is another is another one that was around at that time. They were like up and coming, all playing together. Uh Fishbone would become friends with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know, they they were they were I think they toured together too at times. Uh the popularity that they had led to them being signed by Columbia records in 1983. The first release was a track called party at ground zero, which is to me still probably one of my top five favorite fishbone songs. Okay. Um, that was released as a single in 1985 and it was followed shortly after by the self-titled EP fishbone that was produced by David Kahn. Um, in 87, in support of their first full-length album called In Your Face, the band performed the, the track called Jamaica Ska in the Annette Funicello-Frankie Avalon reunion movie Back to the Beach. Okay. Uh, their first major international tour, though, was that year, and they connected with the Beastie Boys, who was on the License to Ill World Tour. I saw that. With Fishbone? With fucking Fishbone. Yeah, wow. I Did was you... not happy. <laughs> I did not see that tour. I, I've seen Fishbone by themselves. I've never seen them open for anybody. I've they... seen the Beastie Boys twice. I've seen them with Fishbone, and then I saw them with Run DMC, where they did that family uh, tour or whatever. Yeah, I never I never saw the Beastie Boys, believe it or not. But, but fuck it, Fishbone. <laughs> okay. Let's just get back to this great, wonderful, fantastic band. <laughs> Okay. Now, Fishbone was mostly considered to be a ska band and a funk band in the early years, but later they would get a much more guitar-driven sound, and they would emphasize their rock and soul kind of influences. Um, the 88 album called Truth and Soul, which is one of their best records, gave Fishbone wide critical acclaim. Uh, they also added much more social commentary to what they were doing. Okay, the lyrics were getting a little bit more about politics, racism, uh, life in life in the projects where they lived at one point. And nuclear war, nuclear and, war. Yeah, they had songs about that. They had songs about that. The album was highlighted 
by a hard rock inspired version of Freddy's Dead by Curtis Mayfield. Freddy's and Dead. the video for Freddy's Dead was actually a big hit on MTV. I don't know if you remember that. That was getting quite a bit yeah. of it. All right. Um, that year, Fishbone went on tour with the Red Hot Chili Peppers and was exposed to the new kind of alternative scene that was, you know, starting up at that time. Um, they also recorded a version of the Lead Belly song Rock Island Line with Little Richard. And that was wow. for the that was for the tribute album Folkways of Vision Shed. Um, in 89, the band added former Miles Davis sideman John Bigham on guitar and keyboards. And in 1991, the album um, The Reality of My Surroundings was a critical and commercial success, reaching number 49 on Billboard. Wow. Now, one month after the album's release, though, Fishbone played on Saturday Night Live. I remember that. That was, that was a cool show. Uh, they did the song Sunless Saturday. Uh, later, the video for that same song was directed by Spike Lee. Um, and the song Everyday Sunshine off that album was a minor hit on the radio, too, and MTV with the video. I remember that on, I remember that on MTV, that video. Come yeah, on. yeah. That's why I changed the channel. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't wait for the hate mail. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, you do a show on Fishbone and you shit on him. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, look, we can't agree on everything, but I try yeah. to I try yeah. to bring it out to bring different shit out to everybody. Yeah. So while the band retained their roots in funk and ska, the 1993 album, Give a Monkey a Brain and He'll Swear He's the Center of the Universe, great title. Included songs with uh, free jazz style, hard rock, punk, heavy metal elements in there. Uh, but it was at this time, at the height of their popularity, pretty much, that they started to have internal troubles. Okay. Now, just before the Lollapalooza tour of 1993, guitarist Kendall Jones was basically accused of being mentally unstable. Okay. Wow. And, he, and he quit the band. And he left and ran away, disappeared up to up to Northern California. And bassist John Norwood Fisher tracked him down because he thought he joined a cult, <laughs> a religious cult. Okay, and what happened was he grabbed him up and got charged with kidnapping. Wow. Okay, so kidnapping Kendall, right? So. Fisher ended up standing trial for this, okay, and got acquitted, okay, of it. And a benefit concert to help his legal expenses was done. It featured bands like Porno for Pyros, Primus, Tool, and Alice in Chains. Keyboardist Christopher Dowd left Fishbone in 1994 and released an album titled Puzzle in 1997 uh, under the name of the CD Orchestra. Orchestra with an A. Okay. Uh, that had various guests on that album, including Jeff Buckley prominently. Uh, there was also an anti-Fishbone song on there. You'd probably like it called Flog Your Dead. Yeah. Flog uh, Your Dead Horse, excuse me. Okay. Good and uh, it, was, it was a song shitting all over Fishbone like you're doing. Okay. <laughs> 
Now, a, fi a five-piece band, Fishbone, got dropped by their label, Sony, which had bought out Columbia, okay? Um, and that was in 1995 that they got dropped. They, really, they made an album. They presented it to Sony. Sony wouldn't take it, and they dropped them, okay? The band added kind of like a more metal punk influence on, on that new album, uh, it was a concept record called Chin Chim's Badass Revenge. Okay, it came out in 96 on Rowdy Records, and it was produced by Dallas Austin. The album went without much notice, okay, and it peaked at number 158 on Billboard. I was listening to it the, uh, yesterday when I was preparing yeah. for the show, and uh, it stands up. I'm not sure what the concept is, to be honest. It's supposedly a concept record, but it's still interesting. Okay, in '96, the band contributed to the AIDS benefit album "Silencio Equals Muerte," Red Hot and Latin. Okay, yep. did I say that good, Mr. Rossi? Yeah, "Silencio Equals uh, Muerte," which is "Silence of Death." Yeah, yeah. They did the Red oh, Hot and Latino. They did the the uh, they did the old Tom Jones "What's New Pussycat." For that album. In 1998, drummer Fish Fisher left to concentrate on being a session musician. Uh, he would later appear in heavy metal in the heavy metal band Wicked Wisdom. And they went through several sit-in drummers at that point, okay, until they settled on a guy named John Stewart. Uh, John Bigham left as well to pursue a solo career. And he was replaced by guitarist Tracy Spacey T. Singleton. Uh, keyboardist and horn player Anthony Brewster was a member from 1997 to 1998, while John McKnight joined on keyboards, trombone, and guitar. Through the late 90s, Fishbone had no record contract, but they toured constantly. Okay. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I saw them at that. I haven't seen them since that time okay i haven't seen them since the late 90s and they were still good they were you know same high energy show you know they just didn't have they couldn't put out anything but fishbone still had a strong fan base all right and there was a label named hollywood records that became interested and they signed them in the year 2000 uh they released one album that year uh it was called fishbone and the family hood next ex next experience Next experience, uh, present the psychotic friends nutworks. All right, so they <laughs> they just into like fucking with people's heads with these titles. Yeah. Okay, and that was a good album. It it, it featured um, HR from the Bad Brains. Okay, uh, Gwen Stefani was a guest. George Clinton, Rick James was on this record. Okay, uh, a new band called Los Fabulosos Cadillacs. Uh, they had worked with that band on that Silence Equals Death Age tribute album. And Donny Osmond is on this record. Now, you know, I'd give you three stars just for having Donny Osmond on your record. Right? <laughs> that's fucking funny. Okay. But the band created one of their best albums here, I think. Okay. But nobody, nobody bought it. And Hollywood Records, uh, you know, dropped them. Okay. And they would hit the road tour again. And really, you know, I think a lot of Fishbone fans just love the live show. They didn't buy the albums. Because yeah. 
I've been to so many fishbone shows where it was packed, sold out, or just about. Okay, so it didn't it never translated into big record sales for them, unfortunately. Nah. Now John McKnight left in 2001, and Fishbone continued on as a five-piece. But in 2002, they released um, on their own, they started their own label, uh, a record called Live at the Temple Bar and More, which featured all new songs that they had live. They didn't have a rec they didn't put out a studio album. They just did live shows, recorded it with the new music. Uh, a second live album and DVD companion came out in 2002. Uh, live in Amsterdam was was filmed mostly at the Cannabis Cup Festival out Ooh, there. Okay. Yeah, that was in Amsterdam that they had that festival. I think they still do it. But who knows with COVID? Who knows? Um, in late 2003, Fishbone founding member Walter Kibbe left the band. Uh, they got guitarist Tracy Singleton. Uh, he, he left as well. Uh, both would put out solo records and work together on several albums in the late 2000s. Um, after 2003, the departure of Kibbe and Singleton, the last two founding members, John Norwood Fisher and Angelo Moore, along with drummer John Stewart, restarted Fishbone with a different lineup. They got a guy named Rocky George from Suicidal Tendencies and Tori Ruffin of The Time, okay, Morris Day and The Time. On guitar, eel, eel, eel. yeah, yeah. Uh, Ruffin didn't last though. He would he would only be there for a short time. Uh, then they would add Dre Gibson on keyboards. And in 2005, John McKnight returned. Okay, on trombone and Ooh. guitar. Uh, trumpet players during this period were Padre Holmes, Fernando Palom, Mervyn Campbell, and Curtis Story. The lineup of Fisher, Moore, Stewart, Gibson, Story, and McKnight recorded the studio albums Still Stuck in Your Throat. And that was with producer David Kahn once again. Um, the album was released in October of 2006 in Europe, okay, where it did fairly well. It didn't get released in the States until April of 2007 for some reason. Um, music videos were recorded. For the cover of, um, they did a cover of Sublime's Date Rape. Okay. And then uh, there was an original track called Let Them Hoes Fight. <laughs> Good song. Let Just the title alone. Good song. Between 2008 and 2009, original members Walter Kibbe, Christopher Dowd, Kendall Jones uh, joined Fishbone on stage while they were in various shows during that tour. Uh, most notable for the shoot of the Pepsi commercial, they were in the Pepsi Pass commercial, which aired in January of 2009. I think that was a Super Bowl commercial. I, I, I think it was. Okay, if it was January, right? Um, in April of 2008, they shot a live show for a DVD called Fishbone Live in Bordeaux, France. It was released in May of 2009. In January of 2010, John McKnight left Fishbone for the second time. Uh, during this period, original members Walter Kibbe returned on trumpet and vocals. Uh, during a 2011 tour, Tom Tom Bone, formerly of Weapon of Choice, filled in for a while on trombone 
Uh, Tory Ruffin. Tory Ruffin from uh, from uh, what were they? What was he in? He was in it earlier. Uh, he was Morris Day, Morris Day in the Morris yeah, Day yeah, in yeah. the time. Yeah, he returned briefly to play guitar a little bit uh, because Rocky George couldn't That's tour. He had con conflict there. Now after the after the um, tour, J.R. Mont, a former student of Fernando Palom, joined as the new trombone player, and Fishbone would release a seven-track EP called Crazy Glue in October of 2011. Current and former members were deeply involved in the making of the documentary film, which everybody should see except Rob, called Everyday Sunshine. Okay, you're not going to see that, right? <laughs> Uh, Everyday Sunshine, the story of Fishbone. Every fan should see it, okay? Uh, it was directed by Lev Anderson and Chris Metzler, and it's narrated by Lawrence Fishburne, okay? And featuring interviews with Les Claypool, Gwen Stefani, Flea, Branford Marsalis, George Clinton, Ice-T, and Gogo Bordello, all right? The film debuted at the Los Angeles Film Festival, on June 19th, 2010, the film was several won several awards, and uh, it was screened nationwide at artsy fartsy theaters that you know would show it. Okay, uh, and it, it was released finally on DVD in February of 2012. I believe it is streaming on Amazon if you want to see it at this point. Um, oh, free or do you have to pay for it? You got to pay for it. Yeah, I saw it a long time ago, but I didn't. I didn't watch it recently. All right, uh, it's a good flick. In February 2013, keyboardist Dre Gibson left to be replaced by Paul Hampton. In February 2014, a federal judge ruled that Fishbone had to pay 1.4 million dollars to a woman that Angelo Moore stage dive and landed on. <laughs> Idiot. Okay. The girl. The girl unfortunately had a crack skull. And uh, I think she had some uh, collarbone. collarbone I think yeah. Broke a collarbone. Yeah. So she sued, got $1.4 million. Um, they also, that was from 2010, that accident happened. Um, they, they also recorded a five track EP called Intrinsically Intertwined in April of 2014. On November 18th, 2016, founding member and original drummer Philip Fish Fisher returned. Drummer John Stewart left right before a Jimi Hendrix tribute concert at the Apollo Theater in Harlem. Um, he had a cover. Uh, you know, Phil Fisher was called last minute to, to do it. In January 2017, the band announced a tour to commemorate the 1996 album Chim Chim's Badass Revenge. Uh, former guitarist John Bigham returned to the band, after which Rocky George departed from 14 years of service in the band. Wow. Yeah, he was, he was one of their longest members. In January 2018, Christopher Dowd made a guest appearance on stage and ended up rejoining the band. Uh, this lineup recre recreated the classic lineup, minus, yeah. Ken minus Kendall Jones. Okay, uh, John Bigham left in 2019 to focus on solo work and fish Fisher left again, left in 2021, bringing back John Stewart one more time on drums. So as of now, it looks like Fishbook uh, fishbone will be back. Uh, they have updated their Facebook page recently. 
with oh, some yeah? upcoming world show. Oh, yeah, there's some upcoming world shows, uh, including Japan. I believe they're going wow. to. So they're still out there, uh, still kicking, still skanking. All right, and uh, check them out. Great live show. Too bad it never yeah, translates to a lot of record sales. You know what? They actually, and, and, and me as much as I didn't like it, but to see them like to um, see them live, they definitely have a lot of energy on stage. They yeah, I mean, they, they're like they, they would they would high energy like the Bad Brains. They will, yeah. you know, Angelo Moore, you know, danced around and jumped stage dive, and they were just they were just a lot of fun. I used you know to like. Funny, he's, he's like the only constant of the band. He's been in every yeah. adventure of Fishbone, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. He's. I think he might be the only original one left at this yeah, point. Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah, yeah. like her and like who's John? You got uh, Angelo Moore, John, John, um, Norwood Fisher. Yeah, yeah, he's not. Did, he's not in it either. Yeah, I, I think Moore is the only uh, original one. No, I think this is now. They got one. Oh. These are the guys now. The brand members now. Oh, uh, Norwood, Norwood Fisher, isn't it? Yeah, they got okay. Norwood. They got a few guys. A few guys changed too. Yeah, I I think this is the point that the kids might be taking over. <laughs> it could be, could be. They've been around for forty three years. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. These guys are gonna be around fifty years. Easily, easily, we're gonna see that fifty year anniversary of Fishbone. Yeah. All right. So, Mike, how can we get in touch with you? You can find me on Instagram, RockerMike212, Facebook under RockoMike, and the Facebook uh, group page for The Rock Show, okay, featuring Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Um, that page does very good. What's that? That page does very good. It's, it is doing well. Um, one thing I don't understand, though, it, it, it says we only have 1,000 members for the last year, and I've been adding people. How come the number doesn't change? I have no idea. We have the same problem. Uh, YouTube uh, and all this YouTube, crap. YouTube, uh, like all the yeah, we're not. I think I think they're, they're messing with our numbers. To tell you the truth, I'm gonna start screaming like Al Pacino. You know, you're out of order. He's out of order. <laughs> Bullshit. You can also find me uh, on uh, Cloud Hub and MeWe under Rocker Mike, or look for me at International Bar. I could be sitting there getting lumped up. <laughs> Could be. You might you might see me. I make it appear. You, you can definitely find me at International Bar on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday from 10 yep. a.m. and 8 p.m. or yeah, for 10 hours, three days a week. And yep. then you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and anything getting lumped up. And uh, come uh, join us. Come have a drink. Come hang out with us. And we'll tell you a story or we'll give you a lesson on music. Definitely. So, we'll, chew, we'll chew your ear off. And if you come on Sunday, you can get the Rossi Bloody Mary. It's a hell of a Bloody Mary. Definitely. Love it. That Bloody Mary I had yesterday was damn good. I got to tell you, it was pretty it was damn good. as good as yours? <laughs> it was good. It was. You know what? They put so many spices and flavor in, uh, in the um, Clinton, uh, in the Clinton, Clinton Street, Street Bakery. Bacon. Pretty, yeah. pretty damn good breakfast. So, uh, guys... I'll definitely have to check that place out. Oh, yeah, go dude. They got like the pancakes that make it right down that skidded in front of you. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic, man. Cool. I had I had the country breakfast with a big piece of ham. <laughs> All right. So what do we, we always say? say? <laughs> Don't, Don't get, get drunk. drunk.
Get lumped up. <laughs> See you next week. Take care, people. <laughs> Take care, people. I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go recover. Take care. <laughs> Podcast you will hear that will be music to your ear. You'll learn about bands you love or may not know, and it's only here on the Rock Show. Let's get lumped up on the rock show.